What's going on, folks? Welcome to another episode of the Speak On It podcast with K Sam. This is episode five, Spotlighting Heroes. On today's episode, I just want to take the moment to spotlight two specific officers who recently lost their lives in the line of duty. Um, so that's the reason why I call this Spotlighting Heroes. But we're going to get into some other issues while we are here. And I have y'all attention for a quick second. Here on the Speak On It podcast, our motto is we're not trying to change the entire world, but reach the heart of one person at a time. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I am your boy, K. Sam. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Speak On It podcast. Man, just a couple things that's been happening in the world recently just been bothering me. And I just thought I need to do a quick episode. So that's why it's just me. And my co-host, Buck Baby, is not sitting in with me today. Uh, actually, he doesn't even know that I'm about to do this episode. So that's just how much I felt it was important to me just to hurry up and, and get this information out there. Uh, just to try to just to try to combat these issues that's going on. So when I started my law enforcement career in Louisiana back in 2015, uh, while I was in training, one of our trainers always told us that uh, perception is reality. And what he meant was what people see us do and how we carry ourselves and what we do on on calls and stuff. That is going to uh, that is what these people are going to see. You know, that's what they're going to form in their mind um, and believe what is happening, no matter if they know the facts of the situation or not. Uh, but their perception to what they see is what they're going to believe. So. I just Googled the word perception just so I could have an accurate definition and, and verbatim definition. So per Google, uh, the word perception means the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses. Um, and reason why I, I felt the need to define perception is because what, what we see is happening in today's society is the is people perceptions of what they see in law enforcement, more specific, the use of force in law enforcement is becoming their reality. And every time they see a use of force incident taking place, they are, they are automatically starting to jump to conclusions that it's becoming police brutality, no matter, you know, not even knowing the facts to the situation of, of why the use of force is being applied. Um, what, what, what people need to start understanding and realizing is, is force when you have to force something or use force on something majority of the time it's not pretty it's not a, it's not a pretty thing when something you know have to forcefully uh be done for my people who have kids you know you gotta force your children to eat the food that's usually not a pretty sight when you shoving the spoon or fork uh with the food down there you know down their throats in their mouth should i say uh, you know, when when you try to make your your toddler sit down and you grab them by the arms or or so or the shoulders and make them sit down, that's usually you know people would see that from the outside and be like, oh my gosh, that is child abuse right there, and and, and that's the that's what that's what's starting to happen in law enforcement is people see law enforcement you know police officers doing their job. Um, and we just automatically jump to conclusions that it's, it's the worst and that the cops are in the wrong. So with that being said, I'm going to play, uh, it's about a minute long video that I have. I think this video happened in California. I couldn't find the backstory, but I found this video on Facebook where these two young ladies is in a car and, of course, cell phone video. And when the video starts, 
just like every other video involving law enforcement issues, it starts in the middle of of this incident that's taking place. So just kind of give a foundation to the video before I play it. Uh, it's two police officers struggling and uh, wrestling, fighting with this guy on the side of on the side of a, um, of a roadway. Now, granted, from what I saw, I didn't see no punches being thrown by the law enforcement officers. It's just pretty much like a, a wrestling a wrestling match that's taking place right here. Um, and once these girls start videoing, you will hear that one chick is like really, really like upset. She's crying. She's freaking out. Uh, but they are they are in their car across the street videoing this uh, this incident as it's unfolding. And the things that that bothers me is they automatically start saying, oh, my gosh, he needs help. He can't he can't breathe. Oh, my gosh, they hurting him. Um, So they just kind of paint this picture that that's not even happening right now. And they starting to uh, they starting to perceive things that's not really taking place. Um, And and what happens towards the end of the video, which is really mind blowing, is. They was like, we got to do something. We got to do something. So what they decide to do, you take a guess. Well, they decide to call 911 on these officers, not saying, hey, these officers need help. They fighting with somebody, but more so call 911 to report these officers for fighting with someone as if they were uh, beating this guy up for no reason. And and this police brutality was just was just taking place in front of their eyes. So uh, I'm going to play this video, let y'all listen to it. Like I said, it's about a minute long, 57 seconds to a minute. Um, and I also posted this on the social media pages, on the Instagram page, I speak on it, uh, podcast, and then also on the Facebook page. So y'all take a listen, and then we'll talk further about this video. Here we go. Stop! 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 I don't So there, there you have that audio uh, to this video. And now I'll let y'all judge this for yourself when y'all see it. But for me, or to me, that as bad as she was freaking out, crying, uh, and as bad they made it seem, it really doesn't look that bad. Um, but yet again, it's just another way of trying to make the police look bad and make us seem like, you know, just seem like we just out here beating people up for no reason um I, like i said i still never found the the full backstory behind it but one of my co-workers posted it on his facebook page and just kind of reading some of the comments from the original video um that guy that they were fighting with ended up being a murder suspect that they were looking for um they found him and of course what murder suspect you know nine times out of ten just gives up peacefully no i'm gonna try to they go try to fight and get away and that's what took place so the officers 
was doing their job by trying to take this guy into custody. Um, so I just, it's just real disturbing that it, that's that's society these days, and that's that's what we have to look forward to. And as law enforcement, you have some officers that that start that start worrying about this type of thing, like, oh, I don't want to be the on the next you know cell phone video doing doing something where you know I was in the right to do, but then people don't know the backstory, and then they're going to try to flip it and make it seem like I was in the wrong or. You know, they don't want to offend nobody versus doing their job and make sure they go home at the end of the night to their family. And I think that's real important for our citizens to understand is, man, at the end of the day, yes, we have a duty to protect and serve. But, man, at the end of the day, I just want to come back home the same way I left my house. And that's all in one piece with the same amount of holes in my body that I left with. You know, I want to be walking the same, talking the same. I'm not trying to come home, you know, banged up or any other form or fashion that I did not leave my house in. You know, I want to get back home to my wife, just like everybody else want to get back home to their family. And that's why I said in one of my earlier episodes is not only the job of the police officer to ensure that encounter that we having with someone is, is safe, but it's also the person who is having an encounter with the officer is their duty to ensure that everybody stays safe. And who calls 911 on another police officer, you know, when you don't even know the story? So that I just to me, I just felt that was super, super wild uh, that that they that they felt the need to call to call the cops or 911, should I say, on other cops when they don't even know when they don't even know what was taking place. Uh, but like I said, that is the world, that is the world we live in and it's sad, but my challenge to y'all is, is how do we, how do we start changing this mindset of, of people to where we always want to make it seem like, uh, people are, are victims in this, in these, uh, encounters, you know, going back to the accountability conversation me and Buck was having on the last episode, you know, we got to start holding everybody accountable and not just the police because it's not always just the police fault. Yes, we have some law enforcement officers out there that's messing up. And, you know, that's that's part of life. We are human, uh, just like everybody else mess up. Of course, we mess up. But of course, we are held to a higher standard. Cool. I get that. But, you know, as my motto uh, for the podcast says, we're not trying to change the entire world, but change the heart of one person at a time. And I just challenge people. I know we have a the the law enforcement community has a, a lot of supporters, and it's so many supporters for the police versus the nine supporters uh, against the police. But what I challenge people to do is share your experiences. So if you have a good experience with the with the police officer, you know whether it's a traffic stop or or whatever, you know any other type of call, you know, or if you just know a good police officer. Share your experience and and your your personal uh your personal knowledge and experiences with these people who may not have a good taste for law enforcement in their mouth because what their experience was may be different the next time they encounter the next police officer and you don't want to just automatically go into a situation based off of a previous previous experience and just automatically come to a conclusion that I don't like the cops at all without giving the next cop a chance to change your mind. 
And I just think that's real, real important that we start we start turning the tables uh, because whether people believe it or not, law enforcement is needed. Uh, I don't foresee seeing that profession going away. And if it does tend to go away, I would hate to still be in this world to experience what will come um, after that. So we'll take a break for my sponsorship and I'll be right back. All right, folks. So to close this out, I'm going to get into the reason why I titled this episode Spotlighting Heroes. And I'm going to give you uh, two stories on two officers uh, within the past couple of weeks that paid the ultimate sacrifice. So as I, as I set this up, I just felt that it was only right that I have some soft music with it. So I just hope I don't put nobody in their feelings, but... I just felt it was only right. So the first hero I want to take time to spotlight is Trooper Chad Walker of the Texas Department of Public Safety known as Texas DPS uh, State Troopers. His end of watch was on March 31st, 2021. Now I'm just give you the backstory of his incident. On March 31st, Trooper Chad Walker was traveling on a state highway uh, I think it was about 40 miles outside of Waco, Texas, uh, about 7.45, when he observed a vehicle parked on the shoulder of the roadway. So to him, he thought it was a disabled motorist, somebody need help. So he was doing his job um, and stopping to assist this, this motorist. Well, as he pulled up behind the vehicle, the driver of the vehicle exited his vehicle and opened fire with a handgun, shooting through the windshield of Trooper Walker's patrol car before it even had a chance to come to a full stop. Trooper Walker was struck in the head and the abdomen area, and then the driver fled into a wooded area, and he remained at large until he committed suicide the following day. Trooper Chad Walker was transported to a local hospital where it was determined he could not survive his wounds. And this is where I feel his heroism really stood out. Trooper Chad Walker was kept on life support until March 31st when his organs were removed to be donated. He had a total of 18 years law enforcement, six years with the Texas DPS. What's really, really heartbreaking is he left family and kids behind family and kids behind. He was survived by his wife, survived by his 15-year-old son, twin seven-year-old daughters, and a two-month-old daughter. Two-month-old daughter. A daughter who never even got to get to know her dad. Tragic incident that happened. And and I felt, I, I spotlight this particular incident because 
people, you know, some people always ask why cops come off aggressive in certain situations, why cops do the things we do. And an incident like this where you just thinking, oh, a normal stranded motorist that I'm look, I'm gonna just go help him, you know, maybe got a flat tire, whatever the case is. Something you shouldn't even have to worry about losing your life on that type of incident. And he didn't even have a chance to fight or return fire. And he got ambushed on a stranded motorist. This is the world that law enforcement is living with. On top of all the other stuff that people is piling on us and trying to make us look like the bad guys. This is tragic, folks. And this is this is the battle that the news is not the news is not spotlighting this. Because why? It doesn't fit their agenda. It does not fit their agenda. The next officer I want to spotlight, next hero, is police officer Eric Talley with the Boulder Police Department out of Colorado. His end of watch was March 22nd. Officer Talley was shot and killed by 2.30 while responding to an active shooter incident at the King Soper Soppers grocery store. Um, Officer Talley was the first officer on scene and was shot as he engaged the gunman. The gunman was taken into custody a short time later after being wounded. The subject was still able to murder 10 people, including Officer Talley, during the incident. Officer Talley served 11 years with the Boulder Police Department and again left family and kids behind officer tally was survived by his wife seven children and his parents he was 51 years old and when he put on that uniform to do what he signed up for which was this to save the lives of innocent people being senselessly gunned down by another individual and he ran in there put his life on the line to save others that he didn't know and probably the same people that was in that store who probably said they hate the police F12 F the pigs but yet Officer Tally paid the ultimate sacrifice and ran inside that store and gave up his life for complete strangers. What's crazy about both of these officers in their situations is they both, they both was just ultimately just trying to do a job that a special person has to do. Yes, you have to be a special human being to do law enforcement because not everybody just could suit up and go deal with the stuff we have to do the emotional roller coaster that we deal with in our shift whether it's 10 12 8 hour shifts whatever the case is you go through an emotional roller coaster but then more so ultimately they were just trying to provide for their family their kids you know yes not everybody expects you know, a law enforcement officer to die. Like for me, I never know where my day is, but I treat every day like it could potentially be my last. 
And that's why I feel just so important that people, the society, the world needs to rally around their local police officers and show more appreciation and stop listening to the news media. Stop stop believing stuff you see on social media without knowing the facts behind the behind the stories. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking to see these families have to have to suffer and go through and go through these through these incidences and these tragic incidents like they do. I know when Officer Middlebrook in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana, I was I actually worked on the same shift as him. Um, I was off that night. He ultimately uh, he paid the ultimate sacrifice. And I, I was so heartbroken. I cried. I cried myself to sleep just knowing the fact that, one, I was supposed to be at work that night. And that potentially could have been me. Because um, I was always around somewhere around that area where, where the incident took place. But just knowing the heartbreak of his family, his wife, his kids that he left behind, his parents, uh, was, just, was just super, super heartbreaking. And it's a sad situation. Um, to all my law enforcement officers out there who listen, if you have not attended a police officer's funeral, I must say it's it's an experience that we all should experience before our time is up. Attending a law enforcement officer's funeral is super, super heartbreaking. It's chilling, um, but it's a great experience. And it just sets reality up and, and like makes you understand that this could potentially be you. Um, and don't take a day for granted. Don't take this job for granted because you just never know what simple incident as a stranded motorist may be your, your calling. May not, it may be that time where God may, may, may punch your ticket. So that's why we have to be safe out there. Um, both law enforcement and the citizens that we protect and serve. So I'll just end it with that um, because I don't think I could say much more after spotlighting these two heroes. Again, thank you for tuning in. Tuning in to episode five, Spotlighting Heroes on the Speak On It podcast with K-Sam. Hope everybody have a blessed day. Y'all be safe.